What's going on, Marquette? Welcome into the Sports Pen. We're presented by John's Auto Marquette. Yeah, we got a new sponsor, Charlie. We got a new sponsor. I know that we have at least, well, four listeners. Oh, come on. We, we have got, way more than that. We got three. Try, we try got four million. Four million. Well, yeah, with the streaming. I know I know every episode I'm on, it's like your highest streamed stuff, right? I think our takes are so hot that we are banned in China and North Korea. Well, I, w- I want to be banned there regardless. Yeah, I don't ever... Yeah. They don't deserve us. So in all the other countries but those two. But I do know we got three mechanics and a dog listening out in Scandia. A dog? The guys out in Bergdahls. Okay. They're wrenching, and I know they're listening. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Oh, Raj. They can give us a call, too. 906-226-4570. You know, I told them to. My dad wouldn't call. Roger, okay. Roger might call. All right. They've got, they got to have the takes, and they got to be able to back it up, too. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people get intimidated when they call in. You know, Roger, back anything up. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. We'll talk some of your brewers. We'll talk some of my tigers. Uh, your tigers. Yeah. Of course okay. they are. Okay. You're one of those fans. Okay. What, 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 what is that supposed to mean? Well, you know, the, the people that are like, oh, we won last week. We won. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I don't say we. Okay, good. You just say. But I said, since my. I said your brewers, I had to say my okay. tigers. Okay. For continuity purposes. As long as you don't say we. No. We're, we're in the clear. I'm not, I'm not Jake Durant, all right? Yeah. I, I, you I certainly not. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> we'll get uh, to our NFL preview series as well. Get that back up again. Uh, we will also talk a little bit about the situation at the University of Maryland. That's terrible. But maybe a, it's a different. I know it's different from some of the other scandals in the way they're handling it. I think we'll talk about that later on in is the that, show. Is that really? I mean, it's not a scandal. A scandal is when somebody does something they know is wrong, and they try to get away with it, and it's uncovered. This is just a tragedy. Tragedy. It is, but we'll, we'll get to it. I guess it I becomes say- a scandal when somebody tries to. You know, the training staff tries to cover them. Then it becomes a scandal. Well, you'll hear some of the details. Yeah. Why? Maybe scandal is not the right word, but it's it's more than just a tragedy. Oh yeah. So we'll get to all of that. First of all, I think we should start with baseball. Sounds because great. Usually, when you're not on the show, there's not much baseball to be talked about. So now that you're back, I wanted to say I, I had this topic prepared before the Brewers. Started their game today. Uh, they're winning. Is it still 5 nothing? Hey, you're killing me, Blake. I was going to go home and watch that. Well, you're on live radio. I suppose. So it's kind of tough. We're, we're live? That's some live action. They are actually up 6 nothing now. A little spoiler for you. Did Jonathan Scope finally hit a homer yet? Don't think he's playing. He didn't start today, huh? Nope. So I was going to say the Brewers are in trouble. No. And then they went up 6 nothing. But I still think... A little bit, a little bit worrying here. Going they're, on. they're still at the if if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs, wouldn't they? But the season doesn't end today. Well, exactly. So that's why they're not in trouble. Yeah, regardless, in trouble. you know how you're saying the Cubs should be afraid of the Brewers. Terrified. And again, they are. They're they're terrified. Well, maybe the Brewers should be afraid of the Cardinals, one of the hottest teams in baseball. As a Brewers fan and a Packers fan. A Wisconsin Badgers fan. I mean, I could sit here and you know, all the Bucks, okay. a Bucks fan. I, there is no other team I dislike more in all of sports than the St. Louis Cardinals. Really? It, 
the Lions, nah. Bears, nah. I really disliked the Vikings growing up near the Minnesota-Wisconsin border. Lived there for a while. But it's the St. Louis Cardinals. Why? The Cardinals have a way of, oh, man, like like in 2011. I mean, well, first off, in the eight, what was it, 82? They beat the Brewers in the World Series in seven games. That was the best Brewers team ever up until now. And um, they just always have a way of – there was a stretch, I believe, from 2014 until about mid-season last year. The Brewers finally took two out of three games. That's right. I remember talking was, about that. There was an insane stretch where the Brewers had not taken a series. I believe they had split four-game series with them a couple times, but they did not win a best two out of three for like three years against the Cardinals. And it hasn't just been regular season. It's been playoffs, too. The Cardinals uh, were a wild card in 2011, knocked the Brewers out in six games, went on and won the World Series. I just, the Cardinals, well, they're just, they always were a better managed, a better put together team, you know, from the ground up than, than the Brewers. The new regime in Milwaukee seems to be, you know, at least giving themselves yeah. a better chance. So you're saying it was an inferiority complex, uh, which is why you hated the Cardinals. Well, there was definitely some of that going on. Yeah, okay. No, that's fair. At least you admit it. Um, but you have to be terrified now that they're getting hot again, and they're only two games behind the Brewers. The Cardinals, yes. I, I, well, I'm much more concerned with the Cardinals. I think there's a better chance uh, the Cardinals winning the division over the Brewers and Cubs than the Cubs winning the division. You, you seriously think that the Cardinals at five games back have a better chance of winning the Central than the Cubs? Yeah. With how hot they've been over the last month, they are playing their best baseball when it matters. When they fired Mike Matheny, we were even on here going, oh, what's the deal with that? Uh, well, he wasn't that good of a manager. That's kind of what the deal was. Well, he was. He only won 100 more games than he lost. Yeah, well. He was like 600. That clubhouse was a mess if you read all the, the media reports. Media reports. Well, look how much better they're doing without him. Exactly. Case and in point. That was what I was getting to. When they first fired him, it was it was eh, kind of questionable, it, especially with me. Be, for me, because look at how they've dominated the Brewers. I mean, I've, I'm thinking, oh, why would they? And then go figure. Mm-hmm. So now that they're only two games back, I, I don't know if they'll eventually threaten the Cubs, even though the Cubs are not playing that well lately. still think that talent will win out. But... It'll get pretty close between the Brewers and the Cardinals. This has also a big deal to do with my dad, who's not a big sports guy. Uh, I We refer to him as a part-time Packers fan. But mm. Um, mm. There, there's a group of those we have at our Packers parties, part-time Packer fans. But um, we love them all. We love all the Packers fans. But in 2011, I was all hyped for the Brewers. You know, Nigel Morgan walked off. Uh the Diamondbacks and the Game 5 win, and my dad always says, watch out for those Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to – no way. You know, the Brewers are 
and then look what happened. There you go. And then ever since, he always will say, watch out for the Cardinals, and then the Brewers will go and they'll be in a great spot, then they'll go and get swept by the Cardinals or something stupid like that. And he's just always said that, watch out for the Cardinals. And it's like, oh, when is he finally going to be wrong? Doesn't look like it. Maybe no. this year will be more the same. Oh five my more, gosh. Five more games that's against wh- the Cardinals. That's why I'm so concerned about the Cardinals because this isn't just a – a little blip on the radar. This has been a thing. <laughs> My dad's been telling me this. It's like a torturous, mm-hmm. it's like a Groundhog Day type of experience. He's just, watch out for those Cardinals, and then it, it happens. And even this year, the Brewers were what? At one point, they were nine or ten games up on the Cardinals. Yep. And it just came out of nowhere. And I made a point of it to not mention anything about that to my dad because I would, he would have said, well, watch out for those yep. Cardinals. Yep. He didn't even have to. I just had the thought in my head, and it apparently came to fruition, and now look where we are. There you go. I've got another – I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer today, but maybe it's just because I'm a little jealous that you actually have a contending team. So I'm going to bring you down a little bit to my level with some stats. Blake's got the jelly belly. There's a plan. So the Brewers, since the All-Star break, have a 5.72 ERA. Oh, my God. The bullpen is in disarray. I know. Isn't that unreal? Injured or just terrible, whatever the problems are. With Soria on the disabled list, Matt Albers, is he back on the disabled list or does he just stink now? I'm fairly certain what happened. Uh, You know, as a reliever, it's hard for them to get work. Right. Uh, Especially when you have a couple bad outings. That's not on the – yes. So I'm I'm fairly certain they put him on the 10-day DL just so they could get him some work and a couple minor league mm-hmm. appearances to try and so he could find his form. Um, Basically, that bullpen is getting run down because and, they've been yeah. used so much. And and Albers did have a legitimate shoulder injury, I believe, mm-hmm. and he has not come back from it well at all. He came back, and his velocity was initially his first couple appearances was ninety five, ninety six, right where he right where you would suspect him to be and uh in his subsequent outings he's been 91 to 93 and when you rely on a hard sinker like him that is not going to get it done mm-hmm. and i believe he gave gave up four or five home runs yep. in like nine innings he's been shelled just like everybody else in that bullpen pretty taylor, much taylor williams put him on the dl um Soria's on the dl Soria's on the dl Corey canable cannot locate a fastball to save his life. He just can't locate a fastball. Mm-hmm. He went from being the best reliever. He was better than Chapman last year. He was the best closer in all of baseball last year. Now he's not even a closer, would you say? He was in the fifth inning against the Braves on Saturday and gave up two runs. Yep, there you go. Can't And he's been consistently throwing 98-99. He was throwing ninety five, ninety six. You could tell, just trying to desperately locate a fastball, couldn't trying to aim it. it, couldn't do it. He also has a seven point one five ERA since the break. His ERA overall, I believe, is near five. Mm-hmm. You want to hear another oddly specific but concerning stat about you, the Brewers? I'm sure I've already heard it. The Brewers are third to last in baseball in getting a runner home from third base oh, no, with yeah. less than two outs. Oh, I I thought they were at one point. I do believe they were the worst. I didn't even know that was a stat that people tracked. Oh, yeah. That's a big, big stat in baseball. And it goes to the – it's one of the main arguments, you know, this whole three true outcome 
these types of players, uh, a lot of people that, oh, well, he hits lots of home runs. It's okay that he strikes out a lot. No, it is not. Because you can't advance a runner. People do not appreciate a baseball player that simply can put the ball in play. Make the defense work. Force an error. Every single time you put the ball in play, especially with runners on base, you're there's you're forcing more errors it's you know there's more plays it's going to be more errors Mm -hmm. you're giving yourself a chance these brewers are going up there and striking out the way they are and 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 like i said it's been an affliction for years this team but the fact that these guys there was several times you know, you you told me, oh, I'm going to get to come on and try and explain how a team had 18, 19 hits and still lost. Yeah, that that was incredible. They left 13 men on base. There was multiple times they had runners on third with one or nobody out and didn't get them in. It's embarrassing. I don't know. You know, Craig Council's never been a squeeze, suicide squeeze type of guy or just... Uh, well, I, the analytics say you don't do that anymore. Well, it gets to a certain point where, where do the analytics say, hmm, this guy's going to strike out. Let's try a suicide. Or, it doesn't have to be a suicide, just a regular squeeze. Might help, you know, if you had a DH. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I will say this. Or would he just strike out just like the pitcher would if he was on the Brewers? Well, he would strike out. But here's the deal, though. The Brewers first, you know, Chase Anderson – Gave up two runs on Saturday against, or no, this was Sunday against the Braves. Came out next inning, bottom of the first, two strike, two RBI single. See, it's tied, so tied funny up the game. how you can point out individual times when a pitcher gets a hit like it's something spectacular and be like, oh, it is spectacular. DH gets 150 hits a year. Yeah, but that's because he's a, if you're on a baseball diamond, if you step foot on a baseball field, you must hit well, it's baseball tell that to jonathan scope because he can't hit well he tries he's up there swinging every, i mean everybody tries he's up there swinging jesus aguilar 200 hitting since uh the all-star break he he i told you flash after, in the pan I, no absolutely not last year i mean he had he had uh a couple months of extreme production last year too he Baseball, obviously, you know, is a streaky, a rather streaky mm-hmm. game. These guys that are consistent, the Jose Altuve's of the game, uh, and and that that goes along with the the type of like a Lorenzo Cain. These guys that just put the ball in play Yelich. and are consistent. Exactly, those guys are way underrated. Um, but Jesus Aguilar, I I mentioned after the home run derby that I was nervous he might get that uh, home run derby funk, whatever we want to call it. Looks like he has. Um, and, I, and I remember specifically saying on the show, I don't think he will. He had a nice easy swing. He didn't overdo yeah. it at the derby. He didn't even look like he... Well, he didn't he overdo looked, it because he no, didn't try. He looked like he was 50% at the derby. I mean, let's be honest. And he still hit 12 homers. So, but Still lost. Still lost, but still hit 12 homers. To the eighth seed. Who Who is a very uh, good uh, hitter. Uh, uh, lost very, the last seed. Very good That's hitter. That's the important the part. Very, very good hitter. But it's it's uh, he's really picked it up again. The last, uh, what was it on Sunday? He had a three-run home run. It was a hanging curveball. It was close to being off. 
the outside part of the plate, took it to right center field, uh, 108 mile. You know, that's uh, that's you know not not that's not a crazy exit velocity. I don't know why I was tripping over myself there. That 108 miles an hour is not a crazy exit velocity off of a 73 mile per hour pitch. That is an insane exit velocity. Right, you get no help from the pitch. Exactly, and to take that the opposite way. 108 miles an hour. Um, he's he's his swing is coming back. He also had, I believe, a two-run double or at least a one-run double. Anyways, the main thing with Jesus is if he's taking walks, he's going to get his hits. And when he's taking walks, that's when he finds his power. Um, he wasn't taking walks after the All-Star break. He's been walking again, and um, his power is returning. Well, if the Basically, if the Brewers don't hit home runs, they're not going to win games, um, especially with their bullpen faltering, the starters being more inconsistent. It seems like they need to slug their way through games like they're doing as we speak when Ryan Braun has two home runs and Lorenzo Cain has a home run. Okay, and here is another freaky thing. I believe I texted you two two weeks ago or so, and I said I didn't know. They were wearing an alternate jersey, so I wasn't sure if it was just the jersey and Ryan Braun a lot of times will wear a sleeve kind of co- you know it's, where are you going with this where i'm going is we've we've talked off air about ryan braun and his special doctors that he goes and sees <laughs> this guy he, he he hadn't been on the dl he didn't play it for a couple games he there was a i i can't i wish i could recall a specific stretch are you saying he left to go to that special doctor again he whenever even guys like steven vote he's you know, hasn't appeared all year. He's still in the dugout. You see him. He He's the number one guy greeting players when they hit a home run. He's in there celebrating. When Orlando Arce is not on the field, you see him in the dugout, you know, every single time the cameras, you see him running around goofing off. When Ryan Braun okay. is not in the game, you do not see him in the dugout. It's like, where is he? What is he doing? He was, he had a couple of days off during, it was two weeks ago, came back. He looked like he had gained 15 pounds. Okay. This was a dude. This is a Take guy. Take off the tinfoil hat. 34 years old. All of a sudden, you know, Ryan Braun's never been a very intimidating physical specimen. He's like a little Jewish guy. I mean, let's be honest here. He oh, is. Uh, He's a little white guy. Have you seen his forearms? Or maybe they've gone down after he was uh, exposed. That's That's true. But the thing is, he. I'm like... I had I'd never seen Ryan Braun look so like jacked in his jersey. Hmm. And then we've also talked extensively about how he has not been pulling baseballs. He had two or three he hit a homer that day to left, just ripped one, pulled it to left, and then also hit a double to left. He's been pulling baseballs ever since. I told you that day in the text, I still have it. How freaky is it going to be? How weird is it going to be if Ryan Braun all of a sudden all of a sudden starts having all this success, you know, after he was gone? Where was he the last couple of days? What doctor did he go see? What what did he do? Okay. And then boom, look what happened. It, okay. it I called it. It happened. Look at this success he's having. He's hitting for power again. He's all the, uh, Maybe he just went home for some home-cooked meals and just needed a reset. Some 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 uh, lace with HGH, whatever there it may you be. Go. You know? Yep. 
We'll get to some Tigers notes when we come back. We'll also continue our NFL preview. Stick with us here on the Sports Pen presented by John's Auto Marquette. You already know that First Bank is all about people. But what does that really mean? It's our people helping our community. Neighbors and friends, both old and new. Helping you when you need it most. Like helping to update homes. I'm Lori Ring, part of the mortgage team at First Bank. Let's look at the equity in your home and turn it into money for remodeling, maybe even a new vehicle or that vacation that's on your wish list. We offer low monthly payments, competitive rates, and access to the funds with either checks or a debit card. Stop in to discuss our home equity line of credit, or for your convenience, we offer online applications. See, it's that easy. The mortgage team is here to help you whenever you need us. To find a location near you, visit first-bank.com. That's first-bank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, subject to credit approval. These may apply. First Bank, where it's all about people. Hi, this is John Christensen at John's Auto in Marquette. People ask us what makes us successful. The secret is that we buy clean vehicles in the most popular models, equipment, and only one to five years old that are from out of the UP Rust Belt exposure. We inspect, clean, and cover them with a no-charge, no-deductible warranty that is good most everywhere. We have been voted the number one source for a used vehicle in Marquette County for the last 12 years. Shop us today or visit johnsauto.net. That's johnsauto.net. Now back to the Sports Pen. Here's Blake Froling. Thanks again for joining us. We're presented by John's Auto Marquette. Give us a call, 906-226-4570. Song's over, man. It's still jamming in my head. Okay. That's enough. How many? I keep bringing up my dad today. He's the disco dude. Really? Yep. I, I grew it. up. I grew up listening to disco. Okay. We'd go when we lived in Alaska, you know, three, four-hour drive to the fishing spot. Disco the whole way there. Put it on repeat. Ah, I could do a little bit. Some chic. Couldn't do four hours of it. What? Give me eight hours of it. Give me some variety. See, that's what I, you know, that's what I don't, I don't know what to call it. I don't, I just, you're one of them guys you could listen to, uh, you could listen to some, like, some thug rap, and then the next song listen to some country and just be all into it. Not a big country guy, but the idea is there, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. And, and I'm just, if I'm listening to a genre, I like, then I'll listen to that same genre for the rest of the day, basically. Okay. And then the next day I might... Then switch it up later. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I could see that. Just get into your in the mindset, right? Mm, exactly. Let's go do some Tigers talk here because you dominated with the Brewers. Well, you know, I have a feeling you're going to try and talk about the Tigers and I'm just going to go on a crazy tangent. Well, that's why I had the mute button here. At any time, I could just boop. You, know, you know what, though? Um, there may be... I, I'm, I'm not certain... That mute button may have been tampered. What? What was that, Charlie? Mike! Yeah. So Nick Castellanos went off last night, uh, broke his slump with one game. Was he in a slump? Yeah, he was. He was hitting under 200 after the All-Star break. Is that... There are so many guys that do that. Yeah, well, Is it but even when a... it's your best player... And he's not hitting for anything. But that's a problem for the rest well, of your of team. Of course, of course it is. But 
it happens so often right after the All-Star break. There are players on every single team, I bet, we could find yeah. that are major contributors. And then after the All-Star break, their batting average drops 5 to 10 points for a few weeks. It, it has dropped like 30 points. And then it rose 9 points in one game because he had his first 5-hit game of his career. Just a triple short of the cycle. Also, uh, for people who flip through channels like I do... I am the worst when it comes to timing things in sports when I'm flipping channels. Oh, yeah. I'm always 10 seconds late, Yo. whatever it might be. Oh, I know that. If you know Seth Wells, who used to be on the show, can attest to that. I, I'm absolutely the worst. Yesterday, turned on the game right as the ball was leaving the pitcher's hand, Castellanos home run. Break a tie. Break a tie. It was it – was, I, I couldn't believe it because it never that never happens to me. Never happens. I usually turn it on during the replay – or as he's touching home plate or something, especially with hockey. That's the worst. I, I get up a, to get a water. Boom. Goal. I have a, uh, I have a pretty good – see, but this is the thing. I don't want to seem like I'm bragging here, but I, I have a pretty good – somehow I don't want to say it's a feel because it's all luck. It's a sense. Yeah. I got some I, – I seem to have a pretty good sense when it comes to – you know, not missing these types of big plays in a baseball game. But then again, I've sat, there's been numerous times, there was a stretch last year, the Brewers got shut out. It was, they didn't score a run for almost 40 innings. I watched every single pitch of every single one of those innings. So it's not, yeah, it's well, not when you so much of a luck. Everything, yeah. You're not going to miss anything. Exactly. That's not the whole, that's not the point of no, this. No, no, but. Um, That's cheating. Uh, obviously, you're not going to miss anything. I'm talking about if you're flipping back and forth from a different game or a different show, trying to catch it during the commercials. That's when it takes the skill and sometimes luck. No, but what I was going to say is is I can I got some kind of clock inside my head where I, I'm just like, oh, commercial break's going to be over, and I'll click it back. And, I thought I and had it, that. And it's right there. Usually, I'm wrong, though. I guess it's just because I've, I've just watched way too many games. Probably. And and I just football is harder to do that because they they switch it up a little. They bit. might throw in an extra commercial here and there. So football I can't do, but baseball where it's the same, where it's a little over two minutes each break. That man, I can switch back and forth real good with baseball. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Castellanos out of his slump. So that means the Tigers have to trade him immediately, right? Sell high after a five hit game. We can clear waivers now. It's <laughs> a joke. Obviously he wouldn't. Haha. -ha. Man. I was hoping that would play a little bit You got a better. tough crowd today, Blake. Apparently. Also, I saw something interesting today. Uh, Emily Walden covers minor league baseball, specifically the Tigers for The Athletic. She kind of gave a warning to everybody, and she posted a picture of uh, a screenshot of MLB Pipeline's uh, Tigers prospect rankings for 2015, basically saying... Look back and see how horrible all these guys oh, were. Okay, yeah. As a warning, that sounds fun for everybody. Just because you have prospects in the top five or ten doesn't mean they're going to be good. Unless their name is Keston Hero. Yeah, that or I, Corbin Burns. You know, the more you talk about it, the more I kind of hope that backfires on you. I'm, how I'm just saying? Dare you? I, I'm I'm just saying you've been Blake. Too, you've been too confident about it, Blake. He was the best college hitter of the draft, and he's come in and what is he hitting like four fifty at double A now? It's just double A. So, just double A. You could see the top eight in the picture. Only one made it to the MLB. Yeah, so far. that sounds about right. Michael Fulmer. Sounds about right. So that one was a pretty good pick. He was the number one prospect at that time. 
That was a good pick. The rest, no. The Tigers seem to be... Um, they acquire their best prospects after this prospect has already had a little bit of success with another team. You know what I mean? In a trade. Like Daniel Norris, Matt Boyd. Yeah, I can't name specific. But most of these guys that I've seen that have made made it to the majors and been successful with the Tigers, you know, at that part of their career, they they had a year or two in another team system prior. Michael Fulmer is another one. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say here. No, hopefully they they don't really have many homegrown guys through that they drafted, developed, and then brought to the majors. And and that's uh, that's well, a lot of that alarming. Well, a lot of that was because their strategy was we have a good team right now, so we're going to trade our prospects for MLB players and just keep doing that. Nick Castellanos and James McCann for a very long time were the only two homegrown guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. On the yeah. you know on the twenty five men now you have not even you know I was going to say Jacoby Jones nope he was in a trade for the Pirates Bye-bye. yep so as I'm thinking off the top of my head there's got to be a couple guys in the pen but I don't Blake, think so how is this this is an idea you know I've been thinking of lately as far as value you know um, when you draft a guy in the first second third fourth round he's just he's got this value uh you know he hasn't proven anything yet obviously if he was in college maybe he's proven a little shown there he's if he's a prep player maybe he was dominating um you know maybe he's toolsy i hate that word but um just drafting a guy that high elevates them even further their value as far as trade and they get more chances to prove themselves well definitely but as far as bringing up guys through the minors isn't it, it with the way the value is set wouldn't isn't i think it's better to trade for another team's prospects guys that have already seen a year or two of rookie ball maybe I dominican mean, better, winter league it's better just develop good players so you don't have to give anything up for it yeah but you have a higher chance of hitting on these guys hitting on guys that did not come so right. does that but, mean that the tigers just trade for keston hero and then he'll be good you ha- yeah you have a higher chance of hitting on a player you've already seen him produce in another team's organization you know maybe just maybe you know even though it's rookie ball Low A, whatever, and but their value isn't going to be as high as your first or second rounder that you took. I was not prepared to have this talk. I I was having some interesting thoughts as far as trading and trade value, and uh, I I'm I told go- you I'm going last week or two this. weeks ago that prospects are overrated. Yes, but not prospects are overrated. At the draft, but once they've that first year or two, is then you can start to assess some real value to them. But as far as trading for them, or, or wanting to or stated or I'm wanting saying. to acquire them, as from what I've seen in trade deals, it doesn't cost any more from a trade aspect to get a guy that's had a few years in the minors than a guy that was just recently a first or a second round draft pick but hasn't shown yet. 
but you're going to have a way better chance of getting a hit, you know, hitting on a player that has already shown. Right. So why why aren't teams you'd think there would be teams exploiting that potential people love potential in all sports i guess when you haven't proven anything and that means you haven't done anything wrong either i guess that's got to be what it is there's just different avenues is that i've been exploring in my head essentially Mm -hmm. as how could what are possibilities new avenues uh to acquire talent at you know lower price and because that's the types of things the Brewers front office has to be exceptional at mm-hmm. in order for them to sustain success. Right. And um, I, I have, I, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you next week with okay. this whole maybe idea write down in a some nutshell. thoughts. Yes, and I'll, I'll, I'll come them. up with some. Uh, uh, what's the term? Uh, Make an outline or something. Yeah, Organize yeah. yourself. You've been all over the place. Well, get it together, what man. What else is new? I don't know. You're about the hundredth person in my life now. Get it together, man. <laughs> yeah, that's not a surprise, and I won't be the last either. <laughs> no, I hope because if you're the last, then that probably means I died. <laughs> well, we found out. I kind of forgot that Michael Fulmer existed for a while because he's just been gone. Uh, he's going to have a rehab start tonight okay. with High A Lakeland. Cool against Daytona. So, big time news. It it just kind of shows. Even though I've been paying attention to the Tigers, they're just so bleh that you just I, forget that I their, do best not, pl- their two best players are gone. I cannot understand. See, some of the most exciting years of baseball I've ever seen was the 2015 and 2016 seasons with the Brewers. When they were terrible? Yeah. This is not exciting. I don't know how it's I not exciting. I prefer pennant races. It You're just not used so, to pennant races. It is so much See, but with the pennant race, there's like anxiety involved with yeah. that. Yeah. Because you don't want your team to lose. That's but when fun. your team, when you got the, when when there's zero expectation and they lose, you can go, oh, well, this guy made a good play or this, this good thing no, happened. There's no stakes. Or, no stakes. Yeah. It's not or, fun. Yeah, and since there's no stakes, then when they win, it's like, oh, man, that's awesome. And there is nothing more fun in baseball to me. There's nothing more fun and satisfying than calling who's going to be the next big guy and i'm telling you right now when the brewers traded for josh Hader, i did my homework on him and watched whatever video i could i got people in my phone book if that's what they still call it that could tell you you, that could tell you i was saying josh Hader's going to be an all-star and bam i'm telling you keston hira last year after watching Jesus Aguilar for about 20 at-bats and and doing my homework on him as far as his minor league and uh, Dominican winter ball and different stuff, I called it. I said, I've, I told numerous people, you, Jesus needs to be their starting first baseman. There's nothing more satisfying in baseball than calling who's going to be the next star, who's going to be good, and and when your team is rebuilding, it gives you an infinite... Infinite opportunities. Yeah, infinite opportunities for that. I think that's so much fun. I'd prefer winning because I'm a winner. Well, I like to be with other winners. I don't like watching... Well, you brought you brought me here. Yeah, that was probably a mistake. So, um... You notice how we you, you managed to turn the Tigers conversation into a Brewers Well, one? I told you that was going to happen. I, I don't even have a crystal ball. No, I, I, I do have a mute button here, too, if you're going to take this more off the rails. 
Well, we've got more off the rails. Yeah. Because we've got more to get to. We're going to talk the Maryland, awesome. Maryland situation, oh, man, that's the so tragedy, bad. the president and athletic director addressed the media today. So we'll, we'll give you the kind of the overview if you oh, haven't man. heard much about it and, and you know, more reaction that's, to it. That's one of those things that I don't want to talk about it, but we have to we talk have about to. it. Because it could oh. happen anywhere. And um, I can't believe that this stuff still goes on. Mm-hmm. It still does. We'll get, be- we'll get to that. We'll get to our NFL preview stuff right after this year on the sports bend. High school football season is just around the corner and ESPN UP is your home for high school sports in the UP. Get ready for the upcoming season with our Marquette County football kickoff show. We'll talk with all five coaches and get their take on what you can expect from your favorite high school football team in 2018. Tune in to the Marquette County football kickoff show Tuesday at 7. Presented by the UP Catholic Credit Union. Your home mortgage professionals. Only on ESPN-UP. Hi, this is John Christensen at John's Auto in Marquette. People ask us what makes us successful. The secret is that we buy clean vehicles in the most popular models, equipment, and only one to five years old that are from out of the UP Rust Belt exposure. We inspect, clean, and cover them with a no-charge, no-deductible warranty that is good most everywhere. We have been voted the number one source for a used vehicle in Marquette County for the last 12 years. Shop us today or visit johnsauto.net. That's johnsauto.net. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. The 7x7 Covington Storage Shed is made of a durable, dual-wall resin construction. It has double doors with windows and features metal hinges for additional security. The Covington Storage Shed is $479.71 after sale price and 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through August 18th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Blake Froling. We're presented by John's Auto Marquette. You can give us a call, 906-226-4570. Blake's looking over here at me right now like he is terrified what? of what might come out of my mouth before he can press that mute button. Just did. Maybe I should just keep it down the whole show. Day late and dollar short with that mute button, buddy. Yeah. Let's get to the Maryland situation here. So Gosh. the Do we have to? Yes. Because people oh, need to know man. about it. The president and athletic director addressed the media. If you didn't hear what happened, a player, Jordan McNair, was doing conditioning drills with the rest of the football team back oh. in May. Uh, needed help finishing it. They were 10 110-yard sprints. Oh, my God. May 29th. Fell ill. Oh, no. And it was heat stroke. Misdiagnosed by the training staff, and he died 15 days later because of it. And now, so then Coach DJ Durkin was put on administrative leave because ESPN also released a report talking about a toxic culture at Maryland with the football team uh, in terms of how they were treated by some coaches as well as a rape culture around the whole program. So it seems like there is a whole big mess. Yeah, so it's almost like one thing happened and it led to another thing coming out. So... The strength and conditioning coach was fired. They found out that the the training staff didn't – they basically just didn't treat him for heat stroke when he had it. You're supposed to immerse him in cold water, you know, things like that, give him fluids. 
didn't happen. So then he was eventually, later than they should have, brought to the hospital. Then he died. Like, just make sure you hit that mute button before I start crying over yeah. here. So basically, that's why I say it's 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 not a full scandal, this part of it, but it kind of is because they this was easily preventable. You know, what blows my mind when I think about this stuff is when I was playing and, and having my cardio issues. Um, well, I don't have to get into it. But basically, I was playing football, and um, I had cardiovascular issues that caused my heart to race there wasn't enough room for my heart to expand so instead of expanding it would just beat really fast and i would wear a heart monitor along with a separate fitbit and they were both reading 240 or higher i think the highest i got to was 248 my heart rate and i was still out there trying to play and it was so hot my vision was blurry and and I just remember how terrible I felt, and uh, then finally I one one time I just passed out. I collapsed and passed out, and they wanted to give me a ride in the ambulance, and uh, obviously I refused, which that was terrible. I shouldn't have refused, um, but I just remember how terrible I felt, and I didn't die. I can't imagine these guys dying. How? What were they pushing themselves through? Well, it was. It sounds like it was because they didn't receive the proper attention once they got sick. Yeah, and but but still, you know, there's so much there's so much other football out there being played as far as like I say these semi-pro leagues and stuff where guys are pushing it really hard and you know, they're athletes but they're not athletes because they work all week and they go and they throw around some dumbbells and that's what they call their conditioning. So then when they go out on the field and you know, we played in the summer. There was a game. There was several games that was over a hundred degrees, and we're out there trying to play football. I mean, it, it's nonsense. And these guys, you know, you like to think these college guys are a little more prepared for it, right? I'm, I'm really worried. You know, for some of my older ex older teammates that. You know, with how these guys push themselves in the heat, it's just unreal. You know, you say, oh, the training staff is supposed to put a stop to it, is supposed to protect these guys. These football players in general need to start protecting themselves from themselves. Because No, they can't, though, because they're pressured. Because if they can't finish That's a true. drill or something, they're just berated by the coaches and punished for it. And what this this is a whole thing that I've... I've I've expressed this to you in the past uh, off air. Um, I hear people constantly. They'll go on a rant about how they hate this new helmet rule, how they hate. Oh, we can't do two a days anymore. All this crap. They 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 bash it. They bash all these things. Football in general is trying to do for the safety and health of the players. And then they'll go, oh, but but I'm all about player safety. I'm all about player safety. And then they'll continue their rant about all these negative things of how these new rules or practices are killing the game of football. And Well, obviously you're not too much for player safety then. If you're going to sit here and bash these, you need to accept these rules or come up with 
maybe a variation of them. These guys just sit there and bash this this new helmet rule, and and they're so appalled with how it's being called in these preseason games. It's not going to be called like that during the regular season. That's what they do. And as far as this whole Maryland thing, it's just it's just a deal of. You know, what does a player have to show you? As far as a coach, if you're a Division One coach, do you not have any respect for your players? If a guy, a grown man, comes up to you and, Coach, you know, I, I don't, I'm not feeling it today. I'm really hot. I, I you know, I got I to gotta sit this one out. You know, at what point is that? You know, okay, I, I've seen, you know, this guy's obviously a tough guy. He's a football player. At what point does it become, okay, I understand. You know, I just don't understand how these coaches are constantly, oh, well, he's he must be a sissy. I don't I can't have him on my team. I don't, at, you know, where's the disconnect there? Well, unfortunately, sometimes it takes situations like this to wake up some coaches. I don't understand how that's possible. It's sad, but it happens. And there are other things going on with this. I mean, I think they, they also said they're going to change their their practices with how they run practice in terms of more water breaks, things like that, to try to make sure this doesn't yes. happen in the future. And I think any coach for any sport out there listening, if you think depriving players of water toughens them up, it makes no. them weaker. It makes them weaker it kills, and it's dangerous. Yes, it kills their uh, – what, what the heck is the term I'm looking for? It, it just kills their endurance. That's it. Kills their. It even hurts their brain. They get dehydrated. So saying it toughens them up or builds character, it just it's just I, stupid. I think it is an incredible sign of character to me if I was a coach for a player that, to come up to me and say, "Coach," to have the gonads to say, "Coach, man, I think there's something wrong here. I gotta, I gotta." sit this one out for five minutes it's uh, kind of similar to concussions where they totally. want people to to report them more but the system of football was preventing that because they were it was a sign of weakness and and coach tj you know it 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 sounds stupid because you know this is so serious and i'm always on here making reference to my silly semi-pro days which is nothing you know i make way more out of it than it was but the facts are I was out there busting my hump with the rest of my teammates, and Coach TJ is one of the, I mean, when it comes down to it, he's a great, really nice guy. As a player, he was about as nasty as it gets. He did anything it took to win on the field, physically, mentally, anything, and he wanted to instill that in his players. But he had the respect he didn't run us to death. He he would tell us, you are adults. You are grown men. If you don't come to practice conditioned, then don't even come at all. These And, and, and Coach, Coach TJ very well could have saved me. I collapsed on the field that day. My heart rate's 240. I'm overheating. He, he didn't let me play for two weeks. He made me go see a cardiologist and get a waiver from a cardiologist before he would allow me to step onto even a practice field again. You know, and, and that began the, the, basically the downward spiral of my football career. It, it, I was beginning, I started to see doctors and got different referrals. But that's and good that I you actually went, yes. though. So you could say TJ potentially, you know, who knows what could have happened. Mm -hmm. It could have been another tragic football story but the in 
And so many times you hear about the coach that, how do I, you hear about the coach from Maryland that did the wrong thing. You never hear about the coach TJs that do the right thing out there. If you, we need to be hearing about the coaches that do the right thing so the rest of them can maybe change their, Right. The coaches who do the right oh, thing should be the so expectation, not the exception. Yes. And so they shouldn't be – it shouldn't be newsworthy for a coach to say, all right, we're going to give you guys regular water breaks or we care about your safety. That should be the expectation, and coaches that abuse that should be the ones that are getting the negative attention. Yeah, and I just – I can't for the life of me figure it out. It's the respect. At most everything I talk about when it comes to football – I'm going to have that word throw in, thrown in there one way or another. Whether we're talking about discrimination in the locker room, now we're talking about heat stroke, whatever it is, it comes down to respect. And as a coach, I couldn't imagine, you know, I, you're leading men. You have to have a respect for them. Even if these guys are 18 years old, they're still, a, they could go and die in a war. They're a man. They're a grown man. They're obviously you, – you can't hold them to certain expectations. They're going to make mistakes. But when it comes to being on the football field, they're a grown man. And if a player doesn't show up to practice or doesn't show up in condition, is running him to death really going to make it all that much better? No. Because exactly not. Well, that's Be the other side of the story is the strength and conditioning coach – uh, they talked to a lot of players, and they said he was abusive, and he would scream at them. He would throw things at them, belittle them. One player said he would purposely put way too much weight on a certain, like if they were bench pressing, put way too much weight on that he knew the player couldn't handle just to punish them for not completing a workout right or and, and just absolutely exhausting them. So that the fact that this happened seemed like it was almost expected for these players based on what they had seen from that coach. So he has been fired. But for, for every one of him, I'm sure there's plenty of guys who are just like him at other universities. Hopefully, this shows them that they need to change their ways or this could happen under their watch as well. And, and, and you, you, know, you put it, everything that I try to say, you always clean it up and put it 10 times better. But the fact is, I just, I can't understand where how there is a lack of respect from the coaches to the players it's ego that's what it is i i, I get I, I i guess so and and i just could never you know uh i could never be that guy and it's not with all coaches we have to point out it's oh, no. just these certain exceptions most, yeah and most coaches are great but the but the thing is is what do you do to weed out these bad coaches and well, sometimes it's tough because you don't know these things happen I because know. the players don't want to speak up. You're not there for every single practice. So sometimes something the like this bottom has line, happened. The bottom line is the NCAA has enough money to deal with this problem one way or another. But they won't. They could have, no, they won't. They could have representatives. They could have multiple representatives from for every team on every college campus around the country documenting their practices. But that would cost them money, you see. They don't want to spend the money that they, the billions that they make. There is so much money there. They could do that a hundred million they, times they over could, but and they still won't. and still would make mm -hmm. more money than we could ever shake a stick at. Yeah, but they but want they won't. more. Why? Why? They just I I I wish I could tell you. 
But that's just what it is. They What's want the more. deal? What's the deal with that? I think we need to go down to Indianapolis and find out. I think that's just uh, one of the classic uh, downfalls of... It's going to be part of the downfalls of humanity, yep, right? Probably. Just like the Romans. Just like the Green Bay Packers. Downfall well, of humanity. He, you know, history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. Like I always say, I say that on here all the time. And that's why, you know, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, MVP this year. And... Uh, just like the okay. Romans and their greediness and uh, lack of respect, uh, football players are dying and the money's there. And uh, the NCAA, well, they'll fire the coach. Uh, they'll fire the strength and conditioning guy and hope everybody forgets mm-hmm. about it. They'll, they'll have a nice little, oh, everybody will have a patch on their jersey. Eh, and then hopefully everybody forgets about it. Exactly. We have our NFL preview to close out the show. Lions and Packers get to that after this year on the Sports Pen. Khalil Mack coming to town. Not going to happen. Happening. We're presented by John's Auto Marquette. You already know that First Bank is all about people. But what does that really mean? It's our people helping our community. Neighbors and friends, both old and new. Helping you when you need it most. Like helping when you may not have a down payment for home financing. I'm Becky Castella part of the mortgage team at First Bank. We offer a no-down payment, 30-year fixed-rate mortgage with a USDA Rural Development Guarantee for moderate income borrowers. You can apply online or stop in. First Bank offers local decisions, underwriting, and servicing. Why not get pre-qualified and be ready for your new home? See, it's that easy. The mortgage team is here to help you whenever you need us. To find a location near you, visit first-bank.com. That's first-bank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, subject to credit approval. These may apply. First Bank, where it's all about people. Hi, this is John Christensen at John's Auto in Marquette. People ask us what makes us successful. The secret is that we buy clean vehicles in the most popular models, equipment, and only one to five years old that are from out of the UP Rust Belt exposure. We inspect, clean, and cover them with a no-charge, no-deductible warranty that is good most everywhere. We have been voted the number one source for used vehicle in Marquette County for the last 12 years. Shop us today or visit johnsauto.net. That's johnsauto.net. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Blake Froling. We're wrapping things up here on the sports pen. Are you feeling satisfied, Blake? Uh, We'll see how this final segment goes. Then you can ask me. 906-226-4570. Thank you again to John's Auto Marquette for sponsoring us. Let's get to our NFL preview series. It's kind of taken a detour all over the place lately. I'm surprised you even want to get to this, Blake. We have to. I'm going to wreck you. I will finish this if it kills me at some point. We were getting this done. It won't. So let's get to it. Packers. We'll do Packers 49ers and Lions at Dolphins. Both teams have a bye opposite each other these two weeks. So we're technically covering two full weeks, but there's only two games to get to, all right? Packers and Lions both have nice, uh, nicely timed buys this year. Yep, kind of in the anything pretty close to the middle. Anything 7, 8, 9. Anything weeks. 7, 8, 9. That's what I was going to say. It's perfect. All right, we'll start with your Packers at home against Jimmy G in the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers have not played a down 
this year, and they are already the most overrated team. Oh, by far. That's my take. Absolutely. I think the Rams are overrated, too, big time. But they've actually proven that they're a playoff team. I mean, yeah. you would think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the MVP because he threw seven touchdowns and five interceptions last year. The Vikings are overrated, too. But I'm saying the 49ers haven't even proven anything yet, and people actually, are anointing them. Interesting. Now, as I think about it, uh, there are the man. There is more overrating. I think this year, uh, my goodness, are I don't think I've ever seen properly rated. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen so much hype put on teams that haven't proven much yet. Like, I mean, you say the Rams, they've proven that they're a playoff, but, you know, that doesn't mean they're a Super Bowl caliber team. If you look at their roster, yeah. Yeah, it's an all-star team. But they don't have the best player in the history of football throwing the football for them, and the Packers do. Hmm. Will he be out there for all 16 games? Yes, because history repeats itself, and as I always say, the last time he broke his collarbone, he came back, won the MVP the next year, and that's what's going to happen this year. Put it in the bank. It'll earn you some interest while you're at it. What you take, Lions-Dolphins? Well, you didn't give me a score for this game. Oh, I thought we were just kind of, you know. Well, we got to do a score so we can look back and see how horrible you were. Okay, well, the Packers are going to beat the 49ers. And um, it is going to be 28-20. to 28-20? I had 31-17. So we're pretty similar. We are. Also, and we are more similar in ways than you would like to admit, I probably. think. Probably. Also, the Dolphins, it's, if it's possible to be, they're not overrated, but properly rated. People are not stating enough how bad the Dolphins are going to be. They are uh, such a dysfunctional franchise. Ryan got, Tannehill is not a good quarterback. They he got, can never stay healthy. They got some players that can win one-on-ones, Blake. No, but they, they basically trade or release all their good players because their locker room is so toxic. This is just going to fall apart, and they're just going to be embarrassing. So I think the Lions are going to roll in and win 28-15. to 15, Five field goals. Five field goals for the Dolphins? Yep, 28-15. I guess you're thinking they got a good kicker, huh? I mean, if they, they don't, don't still they're have really a, in trouble. They don't still have a Lindo Mare, do they? No. If they did, then I could say they'd probably get 18. They'd probably get 21 okay. points out of field goals, seven field goals. All right. That guy could – oh, man, that guy was a kicker. Madden 2003, I, he was always my kicker. You had a kicker? Yeah, that I'm, was For Madden, yeah. I don't kick field goals. In Madden, you wouldn't kick field you goals? you go for it. Who? I hate – who settles I, for Blake, field goals and I hate punts? you. I hate you. You're, a guy that You're one of those Madden dudes that just goes for it on every fourth down and then gets lucky. Okay, now if it's like fourth and 30 and I'm on my own one-yard line, I'm not going to go for it. But, I mean, if it's even remotely close, I'm going for it. You're a guy that probably punts on fourth and inches, right? No, not – well, yeah, well, it depends. If I'm if okay. I'm backed up on my own that 20 – It doesn't matter. It's if Madden. I'm, if, I'm back, if I'm on my own 20, but if I'm, if I'm on the – between the 45s, then I'd probably go for it. But if I'm in field goal range, you take the points. No. This is why you go big or go home this is why you probably you stink at Madden. Ruin. No, actually, I can uh I'm actually quite oh, 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 everybody oh, oh. says quite they're really good. good. My buddy Chris, he finished uh, one spot out of the top 30 a couple years back for what? For the Big Madden tournament every year. Really? Yes. He was, you know, out of how many 
It's a couple million people. He was ranked Probably. like thirty sixth, and uh, I'm the only person I know that can give him any competition in that game. I've not played Madden in a while, so but I still I just know from I, years of experience. I didn't play Madden for about a year stretch, and uh, I, I I have a, a neighbor friend of mine. Uh, my neighbors have a son, and he was telling me how he's gonna kill me at Madden. And and uh, obviously I just destroyed him like forty five to ten, and he actually got rid of his game. And then he so he got he got rid of it because he got he got rid of the game. I destroyed him. He got rid of the game. So the next week he got two K eighteen, and um and then I destroyed him at that. He got rid of that too. He's been playing Fortnite ever since. Oh, because it's a one player game. Yep, so he can't, terrible. You can't destroy him. So in that. that's sad. I should have let him win. I guess, but you are the reason Madden. Oh, you ruin Madden. You are the It's person. more fun that way. You No, you... Who wants to be conservative in deal. a video game? Because this is the deal. When you... You have 10 seconds to finish this All right. Thought. When you go for it on these absurd fourth downs, it either leads to you getting lucky, and you could possibly beat a guy that should be better than you. But since you get lucky for that game, or... Or... Quotes. Or... You just get blown out, and then the person quits at halftime because they were an idiot, and they I went for it. They went for it on a bunch of fourth downs, and then get end up getting slaughtered, and then they just they submit at halftime. You're a very ruin the game, Madden player. Ruin the game. With that, we are out of time already. I want to thank John's Auto Marquette we gonna... sponsoring us. We yes, have thank one you, hour. John's Auto. And thank you, thank you, Berg Dolls guys for listening. There you go. You're listening to ESPN UP WZAM Ishpeming Marquette.